Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and showing a selection of science-themed poetry. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider giving it a rating and leaving some feedback in your podcast directory of choice. And if you really enjoy it, then why not share it with a friend? After all, we could all do with a little bit more poetry in our lives. In this episode, I'll be exploring new research, which has discovered that a large sea cell found in the archives of a French museum is actually a musical instrument used around 18,000 years ago. Abandoned at the mouth of your shelter, you quivered apprehensively at our approach, crying out to be held as we proclaimed the exception of your discovery, sighing wearily as we consigned you to the dusty silence of our archives. But now, when I hold you in my hands, I see the face of your purposefully speckled complexion. When I lift you to my ear, I hear the sound of an ancient sea lapping at your shores. When I place you at my lips, I feel the heartbeat of your creator pulsing to my breath. I close my eyes as you call out to all that you have lost. This poem is inspired by research published in Science Advances, which has discovered that a large seashell that sat in a French museum since the 1930s is actually a musical instrument used around 18,000 years ago. In 1931, researchers working in southern France unearthed a large seashell at the entrance to the Marsoulis cave in the foothills of the French Pyrenees, a small cave notable for its archaeological wealth, including Paleolithic cave paintings. The researchers who discovered the shell initially thought it served as a ceremonial drinking cup, noting no discernible modifications by human hands, and whilst at the time it was observed to be an exceptional discovery, it has since sat for over 80 years in the Natural History Museum of Toulouse. However, new observations have revealed numerous clues of human modification to the shell, which means that it was likely used as a musical instrument, perhaps played during ceremonies, or used to summon gatherings in ancient times. In this study, researchers used advanced imaging techniques to show that one of the ancient cave people cut off the shell's narrow end to create a small opening. A cylindrical mouthpiece, possibly a hollow bird bone, was also likely inserted into the hole, with brownish traces of a resin or wax around the artificial opening, potentially coming from a glue used to fix the mouthpiece in place. The ancient craftspeople also removed the outermost edges of the shell's labrum, the lip-like structure that formed the outer margin of the opening of the shell, and covered the shell's exterior with designs in an ochre-red pigment that matched the style of cave paintings found inside the Marsoulis cave. By using a metal mouthpiece and blowing into the shell's artificial opening, a musicologist and horn player enlisted by the researchers was able to produce sounds close to the musical notes C, C C-sharp and D. Carbon dating of the cave, which was carried out on a piece of charcoal and a fragment of bare bone from the same archaeological level as the shell, suggest that the conch is around 18,000 years old, making it the oldest known human-made conch shell horn. It stands out as a unique find amongst European Upper Paleolithic, around 46,000 to 12,000 years ago, artefacts, and may be the only example of a musical instrument fashioned from a large shell during this period. 
Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Abandoned at the mouth of your shelter, you quivered apprehensively at our approach, crying out to be held as we proclaimed the exception of your discovery, sighing wearily as we consigned you to the dusty silence of our archives. But now, when I hold you in my hands, I see the face of your purposely speckled complexion. When I lift you to my ear, I hear the sound of an ancient sea lapping at your shores. When I place you at my lips, I feel the heartbeat of your creator pulsing to my breath. I close my eyes as you call out to all that you have lost. section of the podcast I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode I'll be reading The Seashell by Marin Sorescu. Marin Sorescu was a Romanian poet and playwright who was born in 1936 in the village of Bulsekski Doli in the south of Romania. He studied Russian and Romanian at the University of Aisi and graduated in 1960. He published over 20 books of poetry in Romania and many English translations of his collections have appeared in England and the United States. His selected poems, translated by Michael Hamburger in 1984, introduced him to English readers. Sorescu's many other books include The Bridge, translated into English by Adam J. Sorkin and Leader of Langlu and published in 2004, and The Biggest Egg in the World, published in 1987, edited by Edna Longley with translations from Ted Hughes, Seamus Heaney and Paul Muldoon. His honours include two Romanian Academy Prizes, the Gold Prize for Poetry, the International Poetry Prize, and the International Herder Prize, granted by the University of Vienna. Surescu died from a heart attack in Bucharest, Romania in 1996, the year he was nominated for the Nobel Prize for Literature. The Seashell, by Marin Surescu, translated into English by Michael Hamburger. I have hidden inside a seashell, but forgotten in which. Now daily I dive filtering the sea through my fingers to find myself. Sometimes I think a giant fish has swallowed me, looking through it everywhere I want to make sure it will get me completely. The seabed attracts me, and I'm repelled by millions of seashells that all look alike. Help, I am one of them, if only I knew which. How often I've gone straight up to one of them saying, that's me! Only when I prized it open, it was empty. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.